are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Good morning, sir. How are you? Morning. I'm doing well on yourself. Man, I can't complain. I cannot <laughs> complain. Um, yep. Yep. Never does me any good anyway. So. <laughs> nope. Um, man, I was just trying to find my notes from last time we chatted. Um, see what all is going on with you. But uh, I'm going to let you do it, man. What's going on? Okay. It's been a couple of weeks, right? It's been a, two weeks? Yep. Yeah, I, I scheduled it for every other week, um, all the way out until August. <laughs> hey, that works. I, I love that. Um, uh, I'll try to be more prepared next time. That's <laughs> no, all right. It's all good. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, I've got a duplex that's got, uh, a rehab is finished. Wow. That's quick. And, well, was I've got several duplexes that are the last time. The, now the one, the one, that one is still under rehab. I got so, you. And I'll tell you about that one. But um, my first duplex that I had ever purchased, the rehab finished up almost a month ago, I guess. Okay. And um, I've been having trouble getting it rented. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. You know, I, on, I use Rent-A-Meter to check uh, comps in the area. Yeah. And my property manager, they've been saying, oh, you know, this area, you're not going to be able to rent it for what you think you're going to be able to. And, you know, when I first had bought the property, I bought it sight unseen. Okay. The wholesaler told me that it was a three bedroom, one bath on each side. And then when I got down there, it was a three. I mean, the third bedroom was basically a, a large closet. It was an office. Didn't have, did it call? It wasn't even really an office. It was. Okay. It was almost, I, it was a closet. It, it really was. I mean, it's, it's like a long, narrow thing. And then it had, you know, like a slope with the, the, uh, the roof know, line. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, I mean, unless you had like a, a junior twin bed that you slide <laughs> in there, it, it wasn't a bedroom, right? Now, is this um, in uh, Indianapolis? Indianapolis. And so, all right. So the, did it qualify as a bedroom? Do you understand what I like? No. With a closet? No. I mean, yeah. you know, in order to sell it on the MLS and, you know, through real estate agents and stuff like that, you know, there's certain legal definition yeah. of a, a bedroom with a closet and, and all. And I think even yes. in you some have a way to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it did have an, a window. I'll, okay. I'll admit it did have a window, but it was like a very small, like porthole window. So there's no way it was an egress. Right. So anyway, you know, I had run all of the numbers and the comps on it being a three bedroom on each side. Right. And on a duplex, you. you know, my problem was doubled. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it ended up, you know, it's not a bad deal. I'm still making very good money on it, but you know, freaking out. It's like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose several hundred dollars in rent. Right. Well, Indianapolis is appreciating or the rents are going up. Right. It, it, I don't know if you've read any articles that my, uh, my in-law just, you know, cornered me and he's like, oh man, you, you must be really happy about your investments in Indianapolis. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty happy. He goes, 
oh, well, it was just on the news about how rents have just gone up, 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 up in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, you know. So anyway, I listed it for 800 aside, right? And yeah. I had comps through Rent-A-Meter, like a local area. And it's a, it's a nice rehab. You know, we had, you know, gutted it and redid it. And it had a tile shower and it had a rain shower. And it was really nice. And I just couldn't get it rented. And really, I think I might have been ahead of my time because mm -hmm. I think area is still slowly gentrifying. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I think maybe long term I'll be able to get better rents. So finally, my, I, I relented, told my property manager, okay, you know, it's been a month. You know, I'm losing money on this because it's on hard money. Yeah. Let's go ahead and reduce it. So finally, I think it was last week. Uh, while I was on vacation, um, I heard back that we got one side rented. I was like, oh, thank <laughs> goodness, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. And it was my first duplex ever bought, uh, purchasing. And so, I, you know, in my mind, when I rent a single family home, I was like, yeah, it's, it should be easy to rent a single family home. You know, it's, you know, you don't have any neighbors, you have a yard, you know, some, some of these places have garages that I've got, you know, so it's just like a home, but you're renting it. But yeah. a duplex is like, an apartment right and so not everybody wants an apartment not everybody uh, wants somebody directly next to them yeah yeah exactly and um we stayed in an airbnb uh duplex down in indy and you know as i was laying there in bed i could hear the neighbors next door their tv oh yeah i was like man and I was thinking, and at this time I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm not going to rent this duplex, right? <laughs> you know, so anyway, I was very, very pleased that, you know, we did lower the, the rent and I, it's still going to cash flow nicely. You know, my numbers were conservative. So, um, very happy about that. Um, so what'd you have to lower the rent to? 675. Okay. Yeah. That's quite a bit percentage wise. That's a big drop, right? It is a big drop. Yeah. Because you think about it. I had, had I listed it at 800 and so I dropped it what um 100 or uh, 125 so then it's 125 times 2 is what I'm losing on cash flow so 250 bucks of cash flow you yeah. know but luckily I'm still cash flowing on it pretty nicely probably $300 a month so okay uh so what would you do different next time around Oh, I'm, to you know, that. I have a team now that they go into the homes and they look at the bedrooms. Okay. So you and bought this one, uh, sight unseen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah. I've done uh, that too. Uh, but it was a two bedroom, one bath and it turned out to be a two bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time I walked it with my contractors, first time I had seen it. It's the first time he had seen it. Yeah. And he goes, so you told me this was supposed to be a three bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. I well, was told it was a three bedroom as well. He goes, you know, I don't buy anything other than three bedrooms. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it is what it is, man. It let's, is what let's it is now. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And so actually the contractor was super and the guy I work with, I really love my contractor because what he did was is the bathroom in this duplex was upstairs. So, Indianapolis has a huge number of duplexes. It's like the land of duplexes. Okay. And they were all built in the 1920s, 1940s area, right? And I, I wish I could go back and look at the history of it, of why they built so many duplexes. Like, 
I don't know, like a, a, a job boom or something during sure, that period yeah, of time. Yeah. So anyway, but they're all the same. All of them, you know, you go in, it's got a living room and then it's got like a little rectangle dining room and you go back to the kitchen and then you go up the stairs. It's got a bathroom upstairs and then bedrooms, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very, you know, duplex, cookie duplex, cutter. Uh, cookie cutter, right? And yeah. some of them are longer, some of them are wider, you know, but for the most part, that's the same style. Yeah. By the way, this one had a five by five bathroom. Okay. Five by five, if you can imagine that. And it <laughs> yeah. had a claw foot tub that was up against the wall, you know, taking up almost half of it. Yeah. It had a pedestal sink and it had a toilet in front of the pedestal sink. So literally you're sitting on the john, you can wash your hands, right? Yeah. Or put your or, feet in the tub. <laughs> or put your feet in the tub. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we pulled all of that out and we made that a half bath. Yeah. Yeah. And then this little closet deal. Right. We're like, what are we going to do with this? We put a stand up tile shower in that closet. Yeah. And then we put a little pedestal sink in there and, you know, some, you know, a nice behind the, the tile shower, we put uh, some storage and stuff. So it, it ended up being like a two bed, two and, two and, a, and half. a half bath. Or one and a half. Sorry. Yeah. One and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's better than it was because it was like a really dinky one bath. Um, and now it has a nice tile shower and, you know, exactly. So, but that extra 125 bucks a month, that is, um, essentially that other bedroom if you would have had it. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. Like I said, I did find comps for a two bed, one bath, uh, for 800. And but you, and if, and you probably could get it if you waited a little bit longer. And, maybe, maybe, but those were also houses, right? Oh, I got you. I got you. Uh, and so that's another thing that maybe I learned is that you got to look at the comps with duplexes. Same thing uh, when you're yeah yeah, yeah same, same thing when you're shopping for comps to to evaluate them, right? My the first time that I had an appraisal on a duplex, I I went looked through the appraisal. And it was all duplexes. And I thought when I was running comps before, I was just doing a, a square footage comp, you know, oh, okay, yeah. in this area, they're paying this much for this square. And I just calculated it out. And the appraiser's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. only do that with multifamilies, right? Yeah. So yeah. I learned that as well. So when I run comps now, I had to pull up multifamily comps or yeah. single family. Correct. Yeah. You got to so, compare apples to apples, right? Exactly. Apples exactly. Oranges look a little different. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, got lucky. I, I had a lot of margin in the deal. It was a great deal. I bought it right. Um, the rehab went well, you know, and uh, so very relieved to get it rented. And yeah. uh, hopefully I can get the other side rented and then get a refi on it and I'll be out. You know, are you allowing pets in these rentals? No, no, no. Um, it's funny. I, yeah. So my other duplex that I was going to tell you about the one side's being, um, rehabbed right now. And I got my contractor every day in my ear. Um, but I also have the other side rented. Okay. So, you know, there's something to be said, especially for a duplex, if you buy it and one size rented. So I'm not really losing money. 
I'm yeah. breaking even yeah. on the hard money because I've got rent coming in on one side while I'm also rehabbing the other side. Yeah. And so there's something nice about that, right? Um, but uh, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but. Uh, now, well, now is a good point because I, I was going to mention that, you know, with your, with your other one, your very first one we just talked about. Yeah. Usually with a duplex, if you do the numbers right, right? If you analyze it and it works out like you want it to, usually one side is going to pay for the whole thing. And the other side is going to be gravy. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's an excellent, you know, I see a lot of, I, I laugh at them now, but there's a lot of listings around here about duplexes that are overpriced. Oh yeah. Uh, but they, uh, they, the description is live in one side, rent out the other. You know, and I'm like, okay, as soon as I see that, I don't even bother evaluating them anymore, right? Because right. I know when I do, it is going to be, it's not going to meet our numbers. And and I've even questioned myself, am I, um, are, are our investing criteria too uh, restrictive? And no, no. shaking your head, no, no, they're not. You got to stick to them, right? You got to do, absolutely. Yeah, and I've noticed it's very weird because this is the first time, you know, the first full year or, or that I'm really active in real estate. Yeah. And when you're out on the streets looking for deals and making making offers and stuff like that, you really start to see trends or start mm -hmm. to feel the market. And I've been very surprised that, you know, a year ago, May of this year, when I bought my first deal, I could, I went in and bought it for 27,000. That deal just doesn't exist now in yeah. Indianapolis. It, it just isn't there. Right. Yeah. Um, well, so, it's, if it's hitting the big news media, which I don't watch the news, but if it's hitting the big news media, um, chances are that shift has already happened. You know? Uh, yeah. I don't listen to any of the, I don't, I pay attention to them, but I don't listen to them when any of the big media outlets talk about the top 10 cities that are developing or the top 10 cities by yeah. growth, because if they've picked that up, in my opinion, the growth has already happened. Like you've already right. missed your window, right? You got to go find something else. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, discussion about, at least in my circle about Texas. Uh, now there are still deals to be had, right? If you can hustle and you've got the time to do it, Yeah, but that's not, that's not how I operate or focus. You know, I, I don't, yeah. I'm still very conservative in that nature. I, you know, I'll, I'll throw a, I'll throw a lure in the water every now and then just to test it and uh, see what happens. But now if you're, if you're not, um, if you're not in a market before the big news media hits, chances are you, you've missed your, your window, you know? Yeah. No, I, I keep an eye out. I've got, feelers into other markets, not that I'm, I'm planning on really buying in those markets anytime soon, but I like to see what the prices are for what I would get. And one of the areas that I'm really getting more interested in, and I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to pull the trigger and start building a team there, um, Pittsburgh. Mm. So I don't know if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, but it's, you know, I, I haven't. Um, I've got a guy in our uh, mastermind group that, um, invest there or he did but now yeah. he can't find any deals that meet his criteria so he's kind of really? moved on to different markets yeah 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 and, so and those again those deals are, are there to be had if you're willing to hustle and do all that yeah i'm i'm not i'm looking <laughs> for these <laughs> oh yeah no, i'm I looking for the hanging curveball right i'm not looking yeah. 
or um, uh, to to swing at a 97 mile per hour fastball. I, I want the hanging yeah. curveball that's just right there in the sweet spot, and I'm going to knock it out of the park. That's what I'm looking for. But yeah, um, also I also strike out a bunch, right? Meaning that I make a bunch of offers and they go nowhere. Yep. Now I, you know, I made an offer on this 16 unit um near albany georgia excuse me 12 unit in albany georgia and um i thought it was going nowhere and the realtor texted me like i was done with it guy didn't accept the loi was what was not willing to accept right, right. and then the realtor texted me yesterday uh after i haven't heard from her in two weeks and said hey are you still interested because they are you know and i yeah, was like right, right. now we're now we're getting somewhere so We'll see. Uh, I, mentally, I've kind of moved on from that, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But awesome, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what else is going on with you? So you know, I was going to tell you, I'm I'm in the process of of rehabbing this other duplex. So this is not the one that I when I first started talking to you, that duplex that I closed on. So I've got one that's done, one that's getting rehabbed, and one that I just closed and I just started the rehab. So this middle one. Um, is I would say we're more than 50% done with the rehab, but I mentioned last time my wife manages Airbnbs. Yeah. And, um, so what we're thinking about doing th this duplex is in a very nice area. I paid a little higher premium for it because it was a nice area, but it yeah. still was going to cash flow without Airbnb. It was going to be it was you know it was like a thousand aside and and you know so it was going to be a pretty good deal, but because it's in a nice area and the area is appreciating and you know, you drive down the street and like every other house is getting flipped or rehabbed. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you just know this area, you know, people are moving in, money's coming in. It's, it's an appreciating area. So I decided, I agreed with my wife that we were going to rehab Smart it. What's that? <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. Agree yeah. with my wife. Those are key terms. <laughs> yeah. She's very persuasive. Let's say. Um, but you know, we were going to do the rehab. She wanted to pick out all the furnishings. She kind of wanted to design the look and the feel of it Okay. because, you know, like the first duplex we just talked about, you know, I just sent my contractor and said, make it a rental, right? You know how to do this. This is your job. Just make it a rental. And he did it, you know, you know, reliable cabinets, reasonably priced, you know, reliable flooring, reasonably priced, right? Yeah. The, the key there though is, and, and I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but having, this was the first time dealing with that contractor, but I'm, I'm hoping you did some due diligence with him Oh yeah. saying, show me some pictures, make sure this is okay, but you don't necessarily care about color scheme or anything like that, which right. I'm with you on, but just make sure you don't pick just some handyman off of Craigslist and say, no. make it a rental because it could turn out really bad. One um, of the things I really like about this particular contractor is he runs a very small turnkey outfit okay. in Indianapolis. And so he sent me like a list. These are all of the properties that I've rehabbed and sold to investors. Nice. Right. Nice. And so he, and he invited me down to Indianapolis and he said, these are vacant. These are not, you know, these are under rehab. And so we went in and out of, you know, yeah. you know, house after house, such as that, that he, he and his team had, had done. Yeah. Um, remind, and remind me again, how you found him. What was Facebook? Facebook. Okay. Facebook, yeah. Um, like an ad or, or y'all on the same? No, group? no, no, no. He, um, 
I, I network a lot on Facebook, so probably more than I do in person, but you know, I'm in the Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I found you. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was just out searching for real estate groups. Right. And I ended up in yours. Uh, I ended up, you know, in the several different Indianapolis investing groups. Okay. And you know, I comment and I try to help other investors. I, you know, if I have questions or somebody makes a comment and I, I follow up on it. And so he was in there and I was in there and I commented on something, he commented on something and he and I started a conversation. And then, you know, that Facebook messenger conversation moved to a phone call and, nice. you know, he, and it's kind of like dating, right? How you meet your wife, right? You know, you just start talking and before yeah. long, you know, you know, you're having babies. So, yeah. um, you know, in this it, case, you're remodeling houses, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's been a really great relationship, you know, uh, because he's a very reliable contractor. You know, he says what he's going to do when he quotes the job. He doesn't add any additions. Right. So he does his own due diligence. And then if he messes it up, he eats it. Right. Uh -huh. And so he's Those are hard to find, man. I, you've definitely found a gym, at least on this first one. Oh, yeah. Hopefully another reason why. I'm, I'm really nervous about moving into another market. It's like, how do you strike gold twice? Right. I mean, yeah, how am I going to find a, a contractor that that's, that's that reliable that, and I have a great relationship with him. He and I see things eye to eye very well. Like, and he's been in real estate in the, in that market for years. Right. Yeah. So he knows the market. Yeah. So. You definitely struck gold with a, a general contractor who gets it. Uh, who you've, you know, given the freedom saying you do whatever you did on these last, you know, he's got the experience. It's like, whatever yeah. you did on these last 10, exactly. do that for me, you know? Yep. And, exactly. Um, yeah, yep. you definitely struck, struck gold, but back to something you and I always talked about is networking, right? Yeah. Whether it's in person or oh. on social media, it definitely pays off in this case. Yeah. Every you know, single person that I talk to online or, or at RIA or whatever, and yeah. then I say, oh, I really want to get started. How do I get started? Blah, blah, blah. I said, you need to spend six months of going to every local RIA, joining every Facebook group you can join, binging on podcasts, yeah. books, you know, videos, et cetera, and, you'd, and just network the crap out of that yeah. you know, for six months. Um, that's how you get started. I, I really believe that, right? Uh, yeah, I do too. You know, I, I um, there was a guy, now I get these messages all the time and I, most of them, I don't give any thought to yours. I did. Right. <laughs> and then, um, there's a guy that hit me up last night. I invited him to somehow we got connected and I invited him to the group and he was like, Hey, I'm really interested in this. Let, let's, uh, here's my cell phone number. Call me tomorrow. Let's figure out how to do a partnership together or something. And I was like, Oh, cool. And so, and then I started, oh, that's interesting, you know, cause nobody's really ever, usually it's the question of, how do I get started or, or whatnot? But this guy had yeah. very specific things he wanted to talk about. And so, which caused me to do a little bit more research on him or Facebook stalking, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, sure. He's uh, he, his profile makes it seem like he's a very established person. He's very, yeah, very yeah. good connection. So yeah, continue to have those conversations, man. It, it's uh, it's amazing what doors that'll open. Yeah, it, it also amazes me how many people just are afraid to have that conversation. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It takes a certain personality. I I always like to think that anybody can do real estate because I really don't think it's like rocket science. It's not. But I'm doing to, it. It's not. <laughs> but to be able to do it successfully, 
yeah. over and over and over again, like what you and I do, it really takes a certain personality to be able to network and learn. And unless you're buying turnkeys, right, and you even got to be careful buying turnkeys, you really got to network and know people and, 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 you know, yeah. it just, and that, it really takes a certain personality. And I'm lucky that I've got that personality, but I can appreciate where, you know, introverts that, you know, make them nervous doing video podcasts or, yeah. or any other kind of thing. It, uh, I can, I can appreciate where that would be tough on. Well, and for the longest time, I've, I've been a self-proclaimed introvert. Yeah. Uh, now I'm great behind a computer screen because I'm comfortable, right? It's my office. It's, it's, it's home for me, right? I've sat in this office for, oh man, we've lived here for two years and this was my, this is where I sat every day for my work for this. And so it got very comfortable. Um, but if I get in the crowd, my personality changes, it's, you know, but what I'm learning about myself is that, um, maybe I'm not so much an introvert is I just didn't have the experience to give me the confidence to, to have those conversations. So when I say keep having those conversations or just start with the first one, yeah, I'm trying to get those people who don't have that confidence yet to realize nobody, well, I say nobody, you're not going to be laughed at by a sensible person, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that wants to have that conversation with you yeah. um, and just keep having them. Right. And, and yeah. the more I do it, the more I'm confident and feel like that maybe I'm not an introvert that I'm just haven't had enough of those conversations yet. Yep. Does that right. make sense? Right. Yep. So no, and I, I've actually heard you mention that on several of your podcasts that getting yeah. up on stage, you know, makes you nervous. Still frightens funny. me in that. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's something I really kind of, I don't know. Um, I've got a weird personality because um, I burn out pretty quickly on people. Um, mm. like, you know, when I go to work, I, it drains me and like mentally. Um, so when I come home, I don't want to hear the kids. I don't, you know, I want to just, Oh, people in general. Job. No, yeah, I, I'm, just I'm people in general that kind of drains me. Um, and I think extroverts, people don't drain them. They, it, it juices them. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I really think that in s- some ways I am an ex I am an introvert that, you know, just does the extrovert things well. Right. Cause they, yeah. they say the, the opposite is true, you know, for, uh, for ex- in, or extroverts, um, they, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, chaos, um, it juices them. And so the, the way that they rest, the way that they recharge is the quietness. Right. Yeah. I think, it's so weird yeah, yeah. You know, the, the only thing I'll mention there, because I'm not the expert in that, but um, a you got to take care of yourself first, right? Yeah. And um, second, uh, should be family focused because yeah, you, you're first because if you're not around, what's the family going to do, right? Yeah. So um, if you feel like you're consistently having those feelings where you come home in the afternoon, you're just like, honey, you got to take the kids. I got to go <laughs> decompress. You know. Yeah. Um, cause I, I get that way too. Right. And I think it, number one, it shows that you're growing as a person at work, but, uh, how often do you do that as you're growing as a husband and a father? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, you find a time where you're, um, uh, feeling that way consistently when you get home 
you got to adjust. You got to do yeah. something different. So well, your family's not feeling like they're abandoned or second place or something like that, right? That's one of the reasons why we moved to Michigan from Georgia. So a lot of okay. people say, why would you move to Michigan from Georgia, right? It's, it's the frozen tundra. The answer, <laughs> the answer was really like it was a regular thing. Mm. You know, I was working 12 hours and when I came home, I was toast. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I, I just got to, I got to, to isolate myself. Right. Cause I've talked to way too many people, you know, and well, I'm, uh, with you. and I, it, I'm the same way. Right. Yeah. And starting this new job, I've definitely felt where, um, about two months into it where my energy shifted or has shifting to mm -hmm. where, um, I'm not used to, I would say being in a spot interacting, interacting yeah. very, uh, very proper work interacting as much and um you know i'll come home and i'm i'm the same way i'm just drained yeah but um so i've made some adjustments right i go to bed a little earlier i don't get up as as early yeah. um as early as i used to um, because i need that extra rest now there are some times like last weekend where i just uh i laid i thought i think i got sick i'm not really sure um, yeah. but I laid down, I said, honey, I'm going to bed. It's like seven o'clock in the evening. And I didn't wake up till 12 o'clock the next day. Right. And she knew something was wrong uh, or I just needed to rest. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, you got to take care of yourself first, man. That's, that's, um, mainly important. You got to be there for the family too. So, yeah. Um, so well, man, we, we got about five minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. So what else you got on your mind? Well, I was just, yeah, um, you know, I didn't make it all the way through my list. So that means we're going to have another conversation. Absolutely. But, um, so I, the middle duplex that I was telling you about, so we decided yeah, yeah. that we're going to Airbnb that. So we've got it under rehab. Um, you know, we're going to end up putting nicer cabinets in it. We're going to put mm, potentially like low grade granite in it. Um, you know, uh, my wife picked out the color scheme, you know, painted, you know, we had to put some, in some extra electrical, you know, for an Airbnb, we put a, a TV per room, Okay. you know, so we kind of, you know, while you're doing the rehab, um, in the Airbnbs, we also have outdoor cameras, right. Mm. To see people coming and going. So no yeah, indoor doing, cameras. No, well, <laughs> apparently that's a thing, right. I, I didn't know that, but, uh, we've actually, when it was on the news a while back, there was several Airbnb hosts that had gotten caught with cameras inside their Airbnbs. What? And so our, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was a big thing. Like NBC News, like, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, I don't know what his name is. Uh, I don't want, I, again, I, don't, I really don't watch the news. So. Yeah. But anyway, it was on the national news with wow. these Airbnb guys. And it was like a big backlash about, you know, how do you know that your family's safe and this and that? And, yeah. you know, we're, we're just not going to play that game. But, <laughs> We've had a lot of problems, a lot of problems in the metro Detroit area with parties uh, um, and okay. locals. Locals will, you know, book our Airbnb. Oh, I'm just visiting family or I've got some family coming to town. And then like it's a steady stream of people, you know, wow. in the property partying. And uh, and so we have outdoor cameras front and back on all of our properties. That is interesting. I'd never thought about that as far as... um renting an airbnb just for the purpose of hosting a party yeah and you know what you know here in the metro detroit area a lot of kids they'll go to lansing which is you know michigan state or they'll go to grand valley which is on the other side the west side of the state grand, uh, grand rapids 
And so, you know, they've got family here in Metro Detroit, but you know, they've gone off, gone off to college. Well, yeah. during like the March, April timeframe, they all come back to their parents' house mm. and all of their friends that are, you know, that are spread out, they all come back. Well, they don't want to party with their friends at their parents' place. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. some of them are old enough to book an Airbnb. And so it's, it's was a real problem. So um, we're constantly fighting that. But anyway, as part of the rehab, you know, we were able to run the electrical and, you know, you don't have, you know, some yeah. of our, our yeah. Airbnbs are rentals. So, you, you know, you don't want to drill holes and stuff like that, but, you know, we were able to do that with this. So converting one side and then, you know, I'm going to rent that out to my wife's business, you know, so I'm just going to get the same rent, you know, into my business that, that I was originally. So she's going to do kind of what they call the rental arbitrage. And then when she listed on Airbnb, you know, she'll make plenty of money to, to pay the rent, but also to kind of profit beyond that as well. Yeah. So what, what makes a good Airbnb? Like, you know, I mean, does it have to be in a vacation destination no. city? No. Okay. Would you think that Detroit is a vacation destination? Well, that, that's what, that was my follow-up question. Like, you know, why, because I can't get around the concept of, and granted, I'm just one person, but, um, we're going to go pay for a hotel room, which I think of as the Airbnb, um, yeah, yeah. um, equivalent or a competitor. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be some place that we go and visit. Uh, the only places that we really go and visit, at least for the last several years is, uh, to see our families because none of them are really, uh, close. Right. And they're like six hours yeah. away or six to eight hours away. Um, but so we'll stay in a hotel, uh, now because we're, our family's getting so big, uh, but that's the only thing I can think of is what I stay in an Airbnb in Clemson or in Gadsden yeah. where, you know, where my, our families are from and, and oh, yeah. Clemson, I can see where it's a, it's a kind of tourist vacation spot just because of the sports and the school, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, especially during football season, um, Gadsden, uh, not so much, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I'm just, what make and I hear these folks make and you guys are doing some some good stuff. You actually introduced me to the uh, rental arbitrage, right? Yeah, That's phrase. Uh, learning about that and and you guys are doing some really good stuff or really cool stuff with that. Uh, also yeah. good. I mean to cut that word out, but um, <laughs> you know, and just I don't know anything about Airbnb. Uh, the yeah. what I do know is that the the reviews are like money, right? They are. You got to keep them five star yep. or whatever the case is, whatever you have to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I just, you know, when I look at, and us living in Pensacola, um, we got the beach and everything, but when I, we came to the beach as a family, we stayed on the beach, right? You walk, I mean, you get out of the elevator, you get out of your place and you walk 10 feet and you got, your yep. sand. but there are actual people who come to the beach, but they stay in downtown Pensacola. I'm like, yeah. Why? You know, I, I just, it's one of those things I can't uh, grasp. So, um, there's a lot of people around here that have success with Airbnbs too. I just, I can't wrap my head around it because I'm relying on my personal experience of what we did as a family. Growing up. Yeah. 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 And it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things, I guess is 
I guess it's a sign I'm getting to, getting to be an old man, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, nobody will do that or whatever, but yeah. Are, so one of the things is, out. you know, a metro area that has a, mm. a, a sizable population. Um, yeah. Although I know Airbnbs in the middle of nowhere. I've stayed at one and, I, and they're successful. So I to that point, I had lunch with a coworker yesterday. He talks about every year they take a family vacation they do Airbnb in the last several years. And he said, but we do it in areas where it's not. Oh, goes, yeah. Usually it's near a national forest. And if you've ever been to near a national forest, not remote, normally not a big metropolitan area. No. So um, it just, I don't know. It just amazes me. But, but you know, the amenities is a big part of that. And my wife, okay. she's lasered in on that. Right. Okay. So, you know, you ought to read some of her reviews. You know, she has snacks, she has water, um, you know, she has all the kitchen utensils. She, you know, she has, uh, every, you know, towels and washcloths and, you know, shampoo and soaps and, you know, all these different things. So, you know, there's a lot of, about the amenities to make you feel like you're at home. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and then really professional pictures and the way it's decorated. Mm. You'd be surprised when people are flipping, you know, it's almost like tender for where you're going to stay, right? People are flipping through wow. Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. The ones that they're going to stop on and say, oh, I think I want to book this one. It's decorations. It's it's the way it's decorated. And that really, I think once they get in there, it's like, well, it is what it is, right? But it, there's, a, there's a certain amount of, of appeal to the way it's been decorated and the way that the photographs have been taken. Um, right. she's, okay. she's got a knack for it. She's got an eye for it. And she's been able to be very successful when it, where others in the same market have not been because of those, you know, um, small refinements. Yeah. Those are, those are the little tweaks and twists, right. That make it yeah. a great one and not just a good yeah. one. So that's, that's interesting. It doesn't make me want to go out and buy anything to Airbnb. There's just a management piece there that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. But we work with yeah. investors um, all day long here yeah. in Metro Detroit that, that had that same attitude. They want to make a little bit more money on their investment, but they don't want a JLB to do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we'll take 20% and they still make a lot more money than what they would with a traditional rental. Yeah. Uh, maybe sometime in the future we can have a more serious conversation. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because I'm, I'm intrigued, but it's it's um, there's something still about uh, as long as I'm finding opportunities to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and actually, yeah. I think it's probably for us. It's probably a temporary thing because it yeah. it really for her it really is a job, and she she works forty fifty hours a week doing that job. Mm. once we get to our financially free number with passive income in our traditional rentals, we're either going to sell that business or we're going to find somebody to, to take it from us. And, and we're just going to take a small amount of, you know, passive income from it. Something gotcha. like that. We're not going to do that long-term, but yeah. it keeps her busy. It's a huge tax deduction because she qualifies for the real estate professional. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, it just works out well for us. Awesome. Let's tap into that next time. Definitely. Definitely. Well, it's good talking to you, Jay. Uh, As always, same here, Paul, man. But look, 
serious. I'm serious about taking care of yourself. You got yeah, to, absolutely. It sounds like you're on the right track. You had to move to Michigan to do that, but uh. I did. And my job at GM is a, a lot more, um, uh, work-life balance is a lot better. So right. even right. when I come home, my phone doesn't buzz and nice. there's, we were in shutdown. General Motors when it was in shutdown uh, uh, last week, and uh, I've been there for more than a year now. And I was shocked the first shutdown. You know, I was like, okay, they're going to shut down. You know? Shut down. We're yeah. using air quotes when we say shut down. Yeah. yeah, but seriously, like when when I left the office, even before I left the office, my my emails quit coming. Nice. And all last week when I was camping, it's it's like. There's nobody there. there. Yeah. yeah. So it's always remind you like in France, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but in France it's illegal for companies to send emails outside of office hours. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 But general motors is very good about that. Um, I, I, at least in the job that I've got, uh, I'm sure that there's some other, you know, more stressful jobs, but it's been nice um, that, you know, after hours and, and, and on vacation and, and during shutdown, it's, it's pretty quiet. So. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. It's, All uh, right. Well, have a good one. Absolutely, buddy. You too. And I will talk to you again in two weeks, right? Yep. I'll have uh, a book. Yep. Always have a great one. talk to you, man. Have a great one. Yep. Bye-bye. See you.